0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Which starting name for the Vikings was a surprise release after cutdown day? And which bubble players made the team's final 53-man roster? It's all coming up next on Superior Sports Talk.
1: Carol 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson covers the Twin City sports scene nonstop. Luke Inman is ready to put him on the hot seat. That's what you got to
0: do to me? Instant
1: analysis. Yanked.
0: Out you go. Post game breakdowns and red hot takes. The Timberwolves need a stick. Reggie and Luke give you a daily dose of Minnesota sports with Superior Sports Talk. Part of Locked On
1: Sports Minnesota. And it starts now.
0: Back in the lab. Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode. Superior Sports Talk presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. That's my guy, Sam Ekstrom, filling in for Reggie Wilson today, at Sam Ekstrom. Happy Wednesday, Sam. We've got a plethora of Vikings news to get the folks caught up on after a big cut-down day.
1: couple, I wouldn't say shockers, but mild surprises. Otherwise, I feel like we did a pretty good job predicting what they were going to do, but there's always a couple twists Luke Inman, and the Vikings were active on the trade market, so let's get into it.
0: Before we get into it, remember to follow along on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button there, and on Twitter, give us a follow, at Lockdown, M-I-N. And remember, we're a podcast, too, free and available, all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we got it. A plethora of choices over there, too. The Ron Johnson Show, The Football Party, and more. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor, hit the subscribe button there, and drop us a five-star review. All right, to football we go. Eight days, week one, NFL season kicks off. That means 11 days until the Vikings' home opener, starting out the gate with some spice taking on the Green Bay Packers. And I kept telling Reg, they called yesterday the wild, wild west. Tuesday, 3 p.m., all 32 teams trimmed that roster down to 53 players. And it lived up to the hype, man. It was an absolute mm. whirlwind of action going on. Guys getting waved, players getting traded. Team's telling the guy they made the team just to turn around and cut him 24 hours later because there's another big name they like now in the free agent pool. Let's start, though, with the biggest news out of Viking country. And I'm going to give you the two biggest storylines, in my opinion. And I want you mm-hmm. to choose one. The first was the Vikings cut Kellen Mond third round pick from last year they hoped could develop into an eventual starter after Kirk Cousins era the Vikings now just have five of the 11 draft picks they selected last year including just one of their four third round picks and Patrick Jones that's option A it's pretty juicy if you ask me by the way door number two though which would be the Vikings cut presumable starter Armin Watts after (laughs) Sam he was a starting five tech defensive end all of OTAs Mm -hmm. all of training camp. They even held him out of the preseason because he was the starter. No one saw that one coming. So which was more surprising in your book, the move that caused more waves, Armin Watts or Kellen Mond?
1: Well, one of these I expected and one of these I didn't. I expected Kellen Mond to be cut. Um, you made a pretty convincing lobby for Kellen Mond on the football party on Thursday, or on Monday, I'm sorry, and, and I think you were maybe thinking they would hang on to him just as a developmental project as that third quarterback in the organization. I thought they were going to part ways. I, I was not surprised when that news broke, and that was pretty early Tuesday morning. It didn't shock me. I've just seen too much of him to to be surprised that they would, would cut Kellen Mond um, after the struggles in practice for two years now, two different staffs. Clearly, the O'Connell system was not going to work for Kellen Mond, and, and he seemed uncomfortable really all the month of August. So that didn't surprise me. Armin Watts surprised me. I had not given Armin Watts a single thought at all on cut day. I never once anticipated that Armin Watts would not be on this football team. And it's not as if he's the flashiest player around, but they gave him the first team reps the whole training camp. Um, he was the five-tech guy, and he's been a solid NFL player, Like he's better than Shamar Stephan, right? over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. very serviceable. It sounds like this might have been a money thing, which makes me think maybe there's something coming down the pipeline, but because Armin Watts played so much the previous year, that gave him like a $2.5 million bonus in the final year of his salary. That's one of the, the triggers when you're a later round pick. You can make money based on your playing time. Armand Watts was due $2.5 million and, and change. And they, Vikings save that money now. And they exchange it and basically give it to Ross Blacklock, uh, which we'll get to, uh, who's going to be a 5-tech from the Texans. I don't know if I love that exchange, Luke. Uh, the money, if, if it's used usefully... If the Vikings know what they're going to do with that money and they can bring in players, great. So maybe there's more I don't know. But if they're saving it just for the sake of saving it, and I think downgrading from Watts to Blacklock, then I don't love that strategy. So I don't know Quazy's plan, but I felt like Watts was a pretty good fit on this defensive line. And I don't necessarily uh, know if Blacklock is an instant starter, but... We're going to find out. We'll find out if the Vikings maybe have more talent that they want to add.
0: Yeah, as mentioned, Vikes cut Watson. so you're thinking, okay, what's the deal here? Could they be making a move for a big-name free agent, perhaps? Are they just clearing some cap space, or do they secretly love a backup like Jonathan Bullard or James Lynch? But within the hour, as you mentioned, a deal was in place for Houston's Ross Blacklock. Vikings gave up a six round pick and in return, get Blacklock and a seventh round pick. Now, he's interesting. He was a 40th overall pick back in 2020. So still young, still fresh, still could be tapping into his potential. The odd thing is, though, according to PFF, Watts was the better pass rusher and run stopper. And outside of his first six games, Blacklock posted very subpar grades all of last season until he turned it back on in week 17 with an 82 grade against the Titans. But clearly, they saw something on him that they liked and preferred more than Watts to make a move like this just days before your home opener. What do you think they love about Blacklock to make a move like this so close to week one in the home opener against the Green Bay Packers?
1: I don't know, Luke. I mean, I so <laughs> I dug up the old scouting report. Um, at our, our previous job at Zone Coverage, where we we scouted Ross Blacklock for that twenty twenty draft, I know you mm-hmm. were all over him. He was a little bit of a project. You know, he'd had a torn Achilles in college, had some physical tools, but you know didn't have amazing college stats. I think people were excited about his potential. Um, so with a player like that, you know maybe it's going to be a little bit of a late bloomer. But he didn't show much as a rookie. In fact, he was one thirty seven out of one thirty seven of Interior mm. defensive linemen on PFF last year, great? he was nine, not, not not great, Bob. He was 99th last year out of about 140. Now, for reference, Shamar Stefan was 108. Um, Armin Watts was better than that. So, now with Blacklock, you do get two more years under contract, so you, you might have him around for this year and next. But, Luke, you're expecting him to learn a new system in two weeks. Um, when he's already struggled to make an impact. I mean, maybe they think there's more of him in a 3-4 than a 4-3, but it feels like any benefit there would be offset by having to learn just a whole new scheme in such a short amount of time. Um, so, Luke, I would ask you, who is the starter at 5 t- Is it Bullard? I mean, is it a Otomewo? Well? Like, who, who is going to play that role that Watts was going to play, if not Blacklock, who I think, I'm not sure you can put him in ink that he's going to be able to start right away. They've barely seen the guy. Um, they got to get him on the field and see if this is a fit. So I think there's suddenly a question mark on that defensive line.
0: No, there absolutely is. And if I'm the Packers right now, I was already drawing up a game plan and run the ball down the Vikings' throats, and they they could prove that they fixed their weakness from last year and could stop the run. Now you got to think they'll be doubling down because if – If Blacklock's starting, you know he's only had 10 days or so to get acclimated, and if not, you know you got a nice matchup with a backup in the trenches who, hey, if I had to pick one right now, I would say Jonathan Bullard, because honestly, I think he's just played the best football top to bottom over the last three weeks. Interesting move, though. Bold decision by the first-year GM. Can't wait to see how it all pays off, both in week one and the long-term throughout the season. Last time the team made a big splash like this at the beginning of the season was for edge rusher Yannick. From the Jags for a second round pick. Obviously, a lot higher expectations when you give up a second round pick, but that turned out to be an absolute disaster, as we know. Moving on to other notable moves from the team, they parted ways with guard Jesse Davis and traded him to Pittsburgh for a conditional 2025 seventh round pick hilarious for two reasons. One, Davis was the starter out the gate, start OTAs, training camp. And it just goes to show you, as much as we really buy into those coaches' decisions, just goes to show you, you can never put too much stock into early coaching moves like that. And two, a conditional seventh round pick in 2025, these are getting ridiculous, Sam. We'll be cashing in our social security (laughs) checks by then. Are you kidding me? So thoughts on that trade and Was it wise to move on from a veteran interior lineman that could play multiple positions, by the way, given the Vikings' struggles and concerns without knowing for sure what you're going to get exactly from a rookie in Ed Ingram?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm okay with this trade. I don't care about the seventh-round pick. Conditional seventh-round pick. Don't forget that, (laughs) Luke. It might not be anything. (laughs) Uh, I think they saved a million and a half. So again, Mm -hmm. cost-saving move. What's coming? What, Mm -hmm. like Brian Windhorst meme, what's coming here? Uh, That's $4 million saved between Watts and Davis. So maybe they're trying to to keep some money on hand in case a a veteran, you know, is still sitting out there. But I didn't feel like Davis's resume, you know, really merited that that he would be an an automatic lock. I I always thought he was going to have to earn it. I don't think he was that strong in Miami. He was a little bit injury prone this month. Ed Ingram earned this. And I think they do have, with Chris Reed and Austin Schlottman, some flexibility on the interior. I think that they can play um, a little bit of center, a little bit of guard. They've cross-trained them all training camp. So I'm not really that concerned about the depth anymore. Now, I'm not saying that Reed and Schlottman are world beaters, but if you need to throw them in there, and Ole Udo made the team as well. Ole Udo can you know, take his, uh, his post at right guard where he so valiantly fought last year. But you know what I'm excited about, Luke? Maybe this is spoiling a future question. I like that by trading Davis, they saved a spot for Vidarian Lowe, the rookie mm. sixth round pick from Illinois, whose agility really intrigued me and just his physical tools. I don't want I don't like giving up on Toolsy tackle prospects as rookies, even if they're a six-round pick. So I was glad to see he made it through, and I'm okay with the move. Um, I, I really am. I don't think you, you need to be attached to these guys. I thought that the team kind of swallowed their pride and said, hey, it didn't work out. The rookie earned it, and we've got other veterans on the inside. So let's try to get uh, a sack of potatoes and save a few bucks
0: and uh, call it a day. Ed Ingram started at LSU, not like – Alabama State or, you know, a Division three school, something like that. LSU, at 18 years old, the lights aren't too bright, and I love what you said. He did. He absolutely went out there and earned this starting job. So let's just tackle this real quick here for 30 seconds. So between Watts and Davis, two surprise moves – Clears a nice little wave of cap here. Again, it's hard not to wonder, even with Blacklock coming in, if the team is looking at bringing in a bigger name on the market, you know the name I'm going to fling out here, the bad boy, Ndamukong Sue. What do you think, Sam? Put your GM cap on here. What are the chances? Give me a percentage chance. Kwasi has a move like this in the works up his sleeve. And if so, odds are it is Sue, in fact. Or is there another name maybe out there in the free agent pool I'm forgetting about?
1: I mean, Sue has been the name attached to Mm -hmm. the Vikings and not just the Vikings, but the Raiders and other teams as Mm -hmm. well for a while now. And Mm -hmm. I would assume that the reason he's not signed is because Sue values himself at a certain number and he has not wanted to come off of that number. So now we're getting close to the season. The Vikings just cleared up $4 million in cap. Hard to believe they're going to need $4 million to sign, you know, a you know, a running back or a tight end off the street right. in case of right. injury. There's not a lot of guys demanding that kind of money at this stage, except somebody as highly regarded and historically good as Indominus Sue. Longer in the tooth, maybe not quite as effective as he was in you know, in his prime in his bad boy Detroit days when he was stomping on Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I think he still got something something in the tank. So are the Vikings going to make a splash? I think that. With the sudden opening they have um, at Five Tech with Armin Watts gone and Blacklock a question mark, I feel like the door's open. So if I'm putting a percentage chance behind it, I still think it's probably below 50%, probably about 38% we will mm-hmm. go with that uh, that uneven number. But I think it's a possibility because I, I I can't figure out why they're saving this money if not to
0: make a move. You got to wonder. You got to connect the dots here. I'm putting it at a 51% chance. Get those blackjack dealer odds going on right now. I think it's just there's no way 10 days before the season they haven't had a plan in place. Remember, and Sue had it narrowed down. It was either the Raiders or the Vikes. And if you're a veteran, remember Brett Favre, he'd love to skip all the training camp, all the hot summer two-a-days. If you're a vet in the league for 12, 13 you don't want to sit there and play during these training camps and preseason games and OTAs you want to come in right at the very last second so maybe there's been a deal in place this whole time I'm sure if there was or is though we'll find out very soon I just can't imagine though again the Vikings front office who already knew that third defensive line spot was their weakest starting spot heading into the year were willing to just trade for a guy 10 days before their season and assume he's the long-term solution to the problems again though I guess we'll know just how serious they are and how they think this roster is going to be. Are they a playoff contender? Are they for real? Are they serious and you're one of this new regime? If they do, in fact, go make a big splash for a big name like Ndamukong Remember, Lockdown Sports Minnesota gives you endless Vikings talk with local experts and now offers you a new podcast all about the Vikes. The Minnesota Football Party brings together a panel of podcasters and writers with big opinions on the Purple. Myself, son of The Athletic, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and, of course, my co-host today, Sam Ekstrom of The Ron Johnson Show. We give you an hour of Viking stock every Monday and Thursday. Find the show wherever you get your podcast by subscribing to Locked On Sports Minnesota or watch the show anytime, any day for free on YouTube. Okay, still plenty of fish to fry here talking about the Vikings' final 53-man roster. Sam, you, myself, son, Luke Braun, we all did our best as we went through our educated guesses for that final final. final 53-man roster. Of course, there was a surprise or two in the end, though. Here are a few names that were on the bubble that ended up sticking around and making the cut. Sam, let's kind of just cherry-pick through these and just rapid-fire our quick thoughts on each one, starting with rookie wide receiver Jalen Naylor, who makes the team likely because of the injury to B.C. Johnson. Quick thoughts on Jalen Naylor making the team.
1: Yeah, um, I'll do just a small pat on the back for this one. I think these were the five. That I projected, mm-hmm. and I I was correct in in assuming that they weren't going to add a sixth just for the sake of it when BC got hurt. So Jalen being the five, I think probably limits you a little bit. I mean I I think now that if you if you have an injury to one of your top four and Jalen has to play, you probably don't have as much potential there as you did with BC. I think Jalen is still a little bit of a project. Clearly, this regime was a little bit attached to its draft picks. I mean, they they Mm -hmm. kept Lowe, they kept Otomewo, and they keep Naylor. And the only guy they waived was Nick Muse. So clearly they wanted to keep these guys around and see how they develop. I'm not sure Naylor is ready to make an impact right away, I think that's more of a long-term play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They keep tight end Ben Ellefson. The big name that I kind of had circled when I said, hey, Luke, give me a surprise cut here two, three weeks ago, Ole Udo. I definitely thought Ole Udo could be a surprise cut, a little bit bigger of a name, started a lot of games, 16 games last season. He makes the final 53. You mentioned the rookie, Vidarian Lowe. Jonathan Bullard, again, if you want to talk about just guys that have just outplayed everybody else behind him and their peers next to him, Jonathan Bullard has played great football the last last two three weeks so he makes the final 53 he could be your starter at five tech week one at home against the Packers you mentioned Otomewo and then maybe the biggest surprise for me on the 53 was Luigi Villain awfully excited for he makes the squad as a backup edge rusher he was competing with Janarius Robinson and Zach McLeod for what we assumed was one final spot there your thoughts on that three-man battle and Villain ended up on top
1: yeah well, again, it's like I just said, this regime prioritized mm-hmm. its guys, and mm-hmm. so the fact that they prioritized their undrafted free agent in Velaine over last year's draft pick in Robinson that tells you something you know that it tells you that they're looking to move on they're looking to uh get their guys in here and let them grow now i was a I was on the Velaine train, which copyright trademark valaine train uh you heard it here first. I wanted him around, and I love that they kept him. I felt like he earned it over Zach McLeod as well. Uh, big fan of that move. Can I tell you the linebacker move that uh, still is uh, burning me? I'm still like I'm, I might die over it tonight. Troy die over Blake Lynch.
0: Yeah. Troy yeah.
1: die over Blake yeah. Lynch, who last yeah. year, Luke Blake Lynch, if you filter the PFF down, he was third in tackling amongst linebackers, wow. fourth wow. in pass rush grade. And mm. I, it was only 218 snaps, but the guy was pretty
0: decent last year. That, that's not a small sample size. That's a healthy not, amount. I, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He performed, had an interception in uh, in week 18. Big Blake Lynch guy. And uh, and Troy Dye just continues to underwhelm me. So that one is probably my biggest head scratcher of any move that I saw today. Otherwise, I was generally in agreement with most of what they did.
0: I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but probably most depressing part of yesterday, in culmination, all those cuts, the Vikings parted ways with three of their four third round picks from just a season ago. Kellen Mann, Wyatt Davis, Two ways of looking at this, I suppose. Either you say, well, new regime, new coaching staff, as you mentioned. They wanted their own guys. Or maybe, just maybe, Mike Zimmer was right all along. And some of these draft picks he was handed by Rick Spielman last year just weren't very good. If I had to guess one, I guess these guys just weren't very good to begin with. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have made the team, right?
1: Yeah, I can't say I fault this coaching staff for the decisions they made. I thought Mond absolutely got a chance. Surratt Mm -hmm. got a chance. Davis didn't really get a chance. I mean, he was buried from the get-go. But I feel like they made the right decisions across the board here. And if I see these guys surface as stars in the NFL somewhere, hats off to them. But they did not pass the eye test, or at least the Sam Ekstrom eye test. The, the irony, Luke, is that rounds four and five are pretty good. I mean, they mm-hmm. Wu is going to be pretty good and impactful in this league. Cameron Bynum's a starter. Amir Smith-Marset's not the wide receiver four. Did They did cut Davidson, so we're down to one, two, three, four, five. Uh, five draft picks from 2021. But Derrissaw, man, Derrissaw could be the saving grace for that draft class. And then if you hit on a couple fourth or fifth rounders, there is some something good there. But, man, the... The third round uh, from Hades last year with, with all the, those picks, and you were so pumped going into day two after that Derrissat trade to acquire the picks, thinking, and Luke, I can imagine you as a big draft guy just salivating at all these prospects, and this is what they get. Uh, that Just a year and a half later, it's pretty disappointing to see three of the four gone.
0: There's still a chance some of these guys end up on the practice squad. Here's a great stat, though, by the way. Only 7% of third-round picks – get cut after their first two season by teams that drafted them. The Vikings wow. just had it happen three times, all from the same draft class. That makes those odds, shrinks them all the way down to just under Absolutely insane, no matter how you try to spin it. That's just bad drafting. No two ways about it. The other notable names that did not make the team, Tristan Jackson and Myron Mitchell, both were fighting for a spot with Jalen Naylor. You mentioned linebacker Blake Lynch, Dan Chisna, the speedy special teamer, Jalen Twyman, another draft pick from 2021, tight ends Nick Muse and your boy Zach Davidson. Sam, if you had to pick one or two of these guys, you're hoping we wake up and find out they landed on the practice squad. Who would you prefer? first sticks around on this team as like a developmental guy
1: well you know I was the last person in the world who was stumping for Zach Davidson so I'd love to see Mm -hmm. him for one more year and you know maybe get elevated on game day a couple times if need be I still think that he's got more upside than Ben Ellison or Johnny Munt for that matter uh clearly he wasn't quite refined enough for for the taste of this coaching staff so I get it but I would like to see him in the building still Kyle Hinton Kyle Hinton had a pretty Mm -hmm. good uh, preseason in camp. That's a a seventh round guy from 2020, who's kind of hung around the organization for a long time. Never really had his break, and they, you know, like they they did jettison Jesse Davis, and they could use more depth probably on the interior. So uh, I could see Hinton coming in handy on the practice squad as well. Uh, I'm trying to think through some of these other cuts. Uh, How about you, Luke? Who who are some of your guys you want to
0: see? Yeah, I mean practice squad all about developing players right so give me a guy that they knew when they brought him in they needed time to properly develop I think Chaz Surratt, listen we all know he was playing quarterback like three years ago he transitions to linebacker leads the Tar Heels in tackles the potentials there but yeah he needs time so yeah at the end of the day I would love to see Chaz Surratt end back up on the practice squad interesting to note they have changed the practice squad rules and format a little different they opened it up and expanded it you get a couple more spots and they just made it over overall more flexible which means more guys are eligible for the practice squad as well so something to certainly keep an eye on Uh, coming up we're getting into our gimme one segment but first have you checked the latest Vikings odds? Vikings week one line versus the Packers sits at plus two as we speak. Or maybe you're interested in some future bets like Lewisine for rookie of the year or the Vikings to win the NFC North at two to one. Well, you can check it all out and more with Bet Online. BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Stats, news, info. You want it, they got it. Bet Online makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. Go to betonline.net today to learn more. That's betonline.net. Where the game starts. And remember, too, when you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day on The Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a Sports Acres perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Lockdown Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts and drop us a five star review or find our videos on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment let me know what you think all right time has come one of my new favorite segments going on it's called gimme one i'm gonna throw out a viking topic and sam's just gonna give me his first response that comes to mind let's jump right into it give me one rookie from the vikings 2022 draft class you think could exceed expectations and offer the most value in return given their draft spot. So if you want to go with an early pick, Mm -hmm. they need to perform even more so. If you pick a later round guy, just to get good value, they don't need to produce as much. Who's your favorite rookie that could offer the most value, Sam?
1: Yeah, I think getting into the third round, Brian Samoa. I mean, Mm -hmm. we talked about third round busts. I think we got a third round hit on our hands in Brian Asamoah. Yeah, we do. Uh, whether it's practice or, or game film, he's popping. I mean, he's jumping off the all-22. Uh, the guy is fast. He's explosive. And for whatever reason, the previous regime couldn't hit on these undersized linebackers. And I think I think that Kwesi nailed one here. Uh, so Asamoah out of the third round probably is not going to start right away. But... It's very conceivable that he'll find his way on the field at some point, whether it's due to injury. Um, he, he's going to have an impact. They'll find a way to work him in if he continues to show the, what he's shown in practice. I think that he's, uh, he's going to be a player.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great one. Everybody's super excited about what we've seen from him during these preseason games and training camp. I'm telling you right now, Ed Ingram, barring injury, is going to start every single game for the Vikings at right guard this season. Louis Seen, not sure when he's going to start. Cam Bynum in his spot. Andrew Booth Jr., he's not going to start. He's coming back from injury. You mentioned Brian Asamoah. Ed Ingram's going to start, and even though I'm going with a higher draft pick, just the fact that we're going to have some stability here at right guard from a rookie means that an awfully lot for this unit specifically that struggled rotating guys in and out inside the interior of the offensive line. So Ed Ingram, I'm expecting some good things here from him. Next one up, give me one rookie from the Vikings 2021 draft class you think could exceed expectations and again offer the most value in return given their draft spot. I don't know if you remember them all. Again, we've kind of gone through them. There's only five left mm-hmm. to choose. From. (laughs) from Christian Derrissaw. He's the number one pick, though, so awfully a high bar to reach. Patrick Jones, Kenny Nwongu, Cam Bynum, and Amir Smith-Marset was drafted in the fifth round. Which one of those five offers the most value, given where they were taken in the draft?
1: Well, two of them are starters, Mm Derrissaw and Bynum, so I think you got to go with Bynum, who's the fourth-round pick who had lower expectations, and he's going to exceed those by being a week one starter. He fends off a first-round pick, to earn that job, and it was never really that close. I mean, Lewis Seen did not get within an arm's length of him. He got the Heisman treatment from Bynum, who said, not yet, rookie. Uh, This is my job. I earned this role. Popped last year in two starts, and I think that uh, the team is really excited about what he can do. So I think that Bynum is sitting on a huge year. I think Harrison Smith frequently brings the best out of the guys who play next to him. So I've got big expectations for Cam Bynum, and as a fourth-round pick, uh, that is one feather in the cap of Rick Spielman as he does his little uh, videos for the33rdteam.com. He can be proud that Cam Bynum was indeed a hit.
0: Somebody take the phone from Rick. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's making too many TikTok videos. I can't argue. Cam Bynum, he's been my guy two months ago. We both picked a breakout player for the Vikings. Reggie picked, I don't know, can't remember. Sorry, Reg. I picked Cam Bynum. He said, Lou, what are you talking about? Cam Bynum? They got Luisine. He's going to be starting. I go, not so fast, my friend. Lee Corso, not so fast, Reggie. I think Cam Bynum may (laughs) start out the season. And the only way Luisine finds the field is in those three safety packages. All right, next one up. Last one. Give me one. Give me one big name. You've seen cut that both surprised you from a waiver standpoint and then maybe also just intrigues you a little bit as a possible Vikings option.
1: Uh, can I just be the the cliche train here and say Tyler Absolutely. Johnson, the guy that yeah, everybody is pining for? My guy Ron Bring Johnson is pining for him. Here, here's why, though, Luke. I don't. I mean, I don't know the Buccaneers' rationale, but I'm not sure it means that Tyler Johnson is washed. I think that it's just a numbers game because you look mm-hmm. at their depth chart: Evans, Godwin, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, Jalen Darden was a was a fourth round pick last year who they're gonna prioritize and then Scotty Miller. That's a lot of receivers to to go around. I mean that's six right there who I think have cause to make their roster. I actually didn't see what their final roster was, but obviously a lot of those guys are not going to be cut in favor of Tyler Johnson. It's gonna be the other way around. So I'm not sure that Johnson it's really against him. It's more like, well, you know, they they couldn't uh they just couldn't find a place for him in that veteran-laden receiving core. So I'd be interested to see what he's got, uh, kick the tires on him, and I think he'd be better than Jalen Naylor as your fifth wide receiver. Plus the local connection is, is, you know, tantalizing. So why not? Why not go get the Gopher and, uh, and bring him back home?
0: Nope, can't argue with that at all. This one has no Vikings connections. I just thought it was interesting. Former Vikings safety Anthony Harris was cut by the Eagles. They end up trading for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the New Orleans Saints. Eagles got something special brewing over there. Tremendous offseason, but interesting to see Anthony Harris cut already. Going to be very interesting to keep tabs on him and just see where he ends up. I doubt he'll be in the free agency pool for too long. All right, that's a wrap today. Back tomorrow, breaking down more Twins, Vikings, and plenty more remember like rate review and subscribe to the youtube channel and join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything minnesota sports which by the way you can now find streaming on your roku device so be sure to look out for our locked on sports minnesota app there as well pretty cool we're a podcast too free and available all platforms subscribe drop us a five-star review and take us everywhere on the go that's the man sam ekstrom on twitter at sam ekstrom and you can find him every day on the ron johnson show I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Special thanks to our producer, Matt DeBritz. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. For Sam, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this
0: On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.